Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's Bachelor Nation news host Dave Neal. February 10th, 2023, this is the Bachelor Rush Hour. Let's do it. Come on now, folks. Who's grooving? It's Friday. You're home from work. You're getting there. You're driving home. You're picking up some pizzas. Maybe a $5 hot and ready over there at the old Little Caesars. Get the extra cheese splurge. It's eight bucks for God's sakes. All right, let's do it. We don't have much to talk about, but I'm going to make it happen regardless. Shout out to all of our friends that just joined us from the Bachelor Party Podcast. We've got some listeners up there in Minnesota. And hey, shout out to New Delhi, India. We've got a listener over there. I love when new people tune in and uh, say, oh, and Dave, where you been? I just found you. I've been here, baby, and we're doing things every single day. Yesterday was the most downloaded our podcast has ever been. Of course, we started this just a few months ago after several years of the hit pod after the hit YouTube channel, Bachelor Nation News. So what I like to do is compile all the day's news and bring them bring them to you guys in a nice little package here. Try to keep it around 25 minutes. I've got Madison Pruitt's mom on a podcast talking about Madison's time on The Bachelor. And it's a very interesting conversation. I interject at will. I'll share that with you, and then I'll share with you what might be the worst two clips Bachelor Happy Hour podcast has ever made with contestant Gabby. No offense to them. It's just like a whole lot of nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? A big nothing burger. But sometimes it's fun to listen to a nothing burger when we can throw in our own insight there. So we'll get into those stories in a couple minutes. I've got a few other, so I don't want to call them non-stories. They just didn't, they didn't kind of hit the featured uh, YouTube video world. So I haven't really shared them yet. She's All Batch podcast had Ben. Remember Bachelor Ben? And he, he has two different stories that they posted on their Instagram. So go over there to check out the full podcast. Uh, She's all batch. But here's uh, Ben talking about his uh, his relationship with Jennifer Love Hewitt, who I don't know if you know, was one of my first crush crushes growing up. Um, What's that movie? I still know what you did last summer. Oh, man, that was a good one. Anyway, here's Ben. Have a listen. So that before you agreed to be the lead, Jennifer Love Hewitt was trying to convince you to say no. Uh, that is a true statement. We went on a number of dates. We hung out for a while. And fortunately, I had already signed the, the contract and the paperwork. So it was like, yeah, it was too late. I was like, well, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's not much I can do here now. You know, we were dating for a couple weeks and it wasn't going to not do The Bachelor. Did she, she ever like, talk about coming on the season? No, no. Gosh, no. She was, you know. Imagine. She, I know. The <laughs> most dramatic season. Like that. I know. All right, that's on the She's All Batch podcast. So very interesting conversation they had. One more clip of Ben on the She's All Batch podcast talking about his relationship with Chris Jenner. Have a listen. I need to ask about Chris Jenner. Did you date Chris Jenner? I did her talk show. She like casually <laughs> at the end of the taping was like, hey, if you're ever in LA, just like, you know, hit me up or whatever. And I was like, cool. And I got her phone number. And then the next time I was in LA with a business partner of mine, I was like, Hey, business partner in our town. Like, what are you, what are you doing? She's like, come on by the house and we'll like have some wine and stuff. So like, we all went over there and just started like hanging so out and had crazy. fun time. At one point, one of the bachelor producers was like, called me up and like, well, what are you, what are you doing? Stop, just stop this. And I was like, well, she's really nice. Do we still oh, have Chris so Jenner's phone number in the phone? Yeah. Yeah. Can we call her? All right, so then a phone call with Chris Jenner. So check out that full podcast at the She's All Batch podcast. Yeah, look, I mean, th- this was the time where the Bachelor lead was someone of value. No offense to the 
bachelors we have now, they're essentially sort of like uh, several years out of college, played pro sports a little bit. They're good looking and it's more of a physical attraction. But back in the day, we have people who owned a wine company and hey, maybe that's maybe that's family vineyards. Who knows? But um, I feel like we're removed from that style of bachelor. Do you remember like the first bachelor? Wasn't it the guy who's uh family owned Firestone? The idea used to be that the and again, not to say that someone who comes from you know uh, family wealth uh, makes them a good lover or partner, but the idea used to be that they were like a super catch. They were like a supreme guy. Like, how could this guy still be single? Not exactly what we think of of Pilot Pete when we think of Pilot Pete. How is he still single? That's not something that goes through our heads. Uh, but either way, that's where they're at. And in other news, I had a video up about this, but I'm going to give you the short and skinny of it all. Corinne Olympios uh, from Nick Vial's season of The Bachelor is on a new show. It started filming this week. It won't be out for a while. It's called House of Villains. And that show has a wide variety of villains on it. I'll read a few for, for you. Shake from Love is Blind. Remember him? Funniest part about Shake from Love is Blind, the, the whole idea of the show Love is Blind is that you don't know anything physical about the other person. And when he was trying to meet his partners, he said he said what I th- believe to be the funniest, most insulting line ever. He said, I love concerts. And again, he's talking to somebody, but he doesn't know what they look like. He says, I love concerts. I love to hoist women on my shoulders when we are dancing at a concert. Could I put you on my shoulders? He said something like that. Essentially just trying to see like, you know, whether or not she was uh, of a of a of a size variety that worked for him. It'd be like, I love ice. I love thin ice. If we were to walk on thin ice, you know, that type of deal. Insulting. But either way, I always thought Shake had a point when he said that maybe love isn't blind, you know? And when he argued that uh, you know, uh, with uh, Nick Nick Lachey and Vanessa Lachey, um, they said, no, this, the whole point of the show is love is blind. And he said, well, maybe it's not. I mean, Vanessa, you married a boy band member. You're both very good looking. Maybe love isn't blind. And I think, you know, I think that's a fair sort of assessment for him to make. I think the thing that people were upset with him in his season of love is blind was more that he was like saying that kissing his girlfriend uh, was like kissing his aunt, you know, like there was other things that, you know, but again, like we say, a broken clock can be right twice a day. Other contestants on the show, Bobby lights from love and hip hop, Miami, Corinne, as we said, Johnny bananas, Jax Taylor from Vanderpump rules, Johnny Fairplay from survivor, Rachel Riley from big, uh, big brother, Tanisha Thomas from Bad Girls Club, Tiffany New York Pollard from Flavor of Love, and of course, and I shouldn't say of course, you don't know this, Anna Delvey is in talks to be the host of the show. Of course, that's con artist Anna Delvey, who just got out of prison, right, uh, for, being, for, uh, for committing all sorts of cons, pretending to be like a billionaire heiress when she was just like a normal person from Eastern Europe or wherever the hell Russia she was from, really. I still don't even know the whole story. So, so much to talk about in the Bachelor world, but a lot of little stories here. So we're just trying to keep it all sort of under wraps for you. Now, I've got a video that's up that shares a season-ending spoiler. I'm not going to share that on this podcast. If you want to listen to the video that has the spoiler, it's going to be at the end of the clip I'm sharing with you right now. But just to reiterate, the spoiler is only on the YouTube video. So if you don't want end-of-season spoilers, I'm not sharing them right now. I'm just giving you the heads up. This clip I'm I'm about to share with you um, and don't don't read into this too much. If you're like, I don't like any spoilers, this this clip I'm sharing with you doesn't give anything away whatsoever. It's Gabby, 
you know, not Wendy, but Gabby from Vermont, the one who chugged the maple syrup. She's on the Bachelor Happy Hour podcast with Michelle Young and Becca Kufrin, and she has two clips that I'm going to share with you. These, I mean, I'm telling you right now, it's mindless uh, content. And I understand the problem isn't necessarily that Gabby's bad at podcasting. It's like, what's she supposed to say? You know, she can't give away what's about to happen on the show, but let's listen between the lines. Maybe she'll give us some clues and then um, we will uh, discuss it right after. Have a listen. Now, Gabby was on Bachelor Nation's uh, hit podcast. What is it? Bachelor Happy Hour? I don't even know what they call this thing anymore. And I got to tell you, the next 66 seconds that I'm about to play are some of the worst 66 seconds of podcasting I've ever heard. Now, I'm giving Gabby, Michelle, and Becca the benefit of the doubt. They're interviewing somebody who's probably never done podcasting before, who can't say what she wants to say because she's not allowed to give anything away. And at the same time, it's just, it's garbage. Uh, fast forward for the next 66 seconds, or if you want to be a part of this you know, if you want to look at my facial expressions as we watch this, just listen now. So fast forward to like the rest of the season without giving too much away. Can you tease anything fun of what's to come? Like what we can expect? I love Gabby, by the way. Um, hmm, that's tough. Dead air. Not teasing too much. We need a Jeopardy button. I think that there this season, like you will see a lot of love and you'll see a lot of emotions and probably some of the most genuine people like you'll get to know some of the most genuine people that I've ever met. Um, and I the, the fun part, if you're wondering where to look is to watch the soul leave Michelle's eyes. And she says, I left teaching for this watch. You can, you can just feel it <laughs> or, you know, zoom away I think that there is a lot of love between the girls with Zach. And I think it's like a really unique, it's a unique season from what I've seen of the other seasons. Um, I think this is a special season. Oh, ooh, special season. I like it. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, th that was the clip that they put on their YouTube channel. Look, I understand, you know, every hour of podcasting is not the most riveting content in the world, but you didn't have to air that on the YouTube channel. What what was in the podcast that you didn't air? You know, was that the highlight? Oh, boy. All right, let's go. Let's. Uh, I'm sure, and I didn't listen to this one. I'm sure this one's better. I'm sure Michelle's going to ask a bunch of follow-up questions. Gabby peeing her pants on national TV. Have a listen. Abby, I also relate to you in this scenario about the peeing the pants, okay? And I'm not <laughs> sure if you were embarrassed about that or not, but when I was watching you, I'm like, we have all been there. If you have not peed your pants a little bit at some point, whether it's playing a game, whether it's like when you're dancing. Look, I don't know. I've never been a woman before. Is it harder? Is it easier to pee your pants as a woman? Because I don't know guys. I don't know if guys are peeing their pants at the level that women are. Is it a bladder thing? Dancing, like Is it a valve issue? You're lying if you haven't peed your pants a little bit. So honestly, I don't think yeah. you should be embarrassed at, embarrassed at all about it. And just as a side note, is Gabby objectively one of the most beautiful contestants that's ever been on the show? Um, I There's going to be a lot of people. Well, there's going to be a lot of discussion of who the next Bachelorette will be. If she's not the winner, she's in the running, right? Um, did you think that that part was going to be shown? Like, yeah. I, you know, we're always mic'd up, but there's like some things that you don't think like will ever air. Did you think that they would show that? Um, 
I was, I was quite confident that that would be shown. Um, <laughs> just because I went into the day and I was like, yeah, like I'm going to put my body on the line and I'm going to crush this. Like, which is also what you say when you go into the fantasy suite, I'm going to put my body on the line. I'm going to crush this and I might pee a little. I'm going to get aggressive if I have to, Whoa. like, I'm just going to come out of my shell and be, you know, a football player for the day. Well, you know, there was other plans for me. Um, By the way, I have a question, and this might be a little bit of a conspiracy theory here. Is Becca Gabby's long-lost twin sister? Like, were they separated at birth and then met up again at a summer camp and decided to switch their parents, and then Gabby went home with Becca's parents, and Becca went home with Gabby's parents, and then they decided that they didn't like the stepmom, so they sabotaged her and got the single parents back together. Is this a parent trap happening? They look identical. Um, that that blunt force that pulled me down, it was so hard. And I was also nervous. Like You, you think, like, okay, I'm, I'm staying hydrated because we're in the California sun. True. Then I've got these nerves and jitters because the boy I like is watching me try to catch a football, run across the field. Like there's a lot going on. The nerves were <laughs> yeah. giving me the nervous mm -hmm. peas in itself. And then you throw me to the ground. Yeah, it was the nervous peas bad, but have no fear. I've consulted my doctor. <laughs> we are good. Everything is good. We're working on it. Um, yeah. So Listen, I'm recovering. It Please, Michelle, your question. It's either going to happen now or when you have kids. And on, honestly, point. you True. might your team might not have won, but you definitely won the relatable card. Mm -hmm. Oh, so cheers, cheers to you for that. And cheers to us for getting through that content. Yikes. So the next clip I'm going to share with you is a long conversation between Maddie Pruitt's mom on a podcast where they talk about Christianity, purity culture, and certain things. I want to make it clear. I got nothing against Christians, Christianity. I'm not trying to persecute anyone for any of their religious beliefs whatsoever. I come from a Catholic family. I, I don't know if I'm Christian. I don't know what you would consider me. Uh, everyone's like, well, you're not a true Christian. You don't do this in the Bible. It's like, well, I don't believe the Bible was written by Jesus Christ. I believe it was written by a lot of powerful men and translated over time to, you know, fit their needs. But here's my general thought with religion. I saw this meme. My dear, religion is like a penis. It's a perfectly fine thing for one to have and take pride in. But when one takes it out and waves it in my face, we have a problem. Now, I want to make it clear. I'm recapping my opinion of a podcast. I'm not telling them they're waving it in my face. If anyone wants to do a podcast and share their opinions, that's on them. That's the world we live in. God bless them for that. So no sort of complaints whatsoever. I just like to offer my opinion when I hear something out. But I do think Maddie's mom sounds like a lovely lady. I bet she bakes a nice cornbread and uh, probably says a mean prayer or two. So anyway, have a listen. This is Maddie's mom describing what was going through their head when Maddie went on her show, her season of The Bachelor. It was a great job, but the job ended up causing her to work at home a lot, which Maddie's so relational. That was a very hard season for her. Um, the relationship that she was in ended, and I think she just found herself in a season of what's happening. Mm -hmm. Just questioning, you know, I, I thought things were going to go this way, but Things are definitely not going this way. And I'm. And this is the story about before she went on The Bachelor. She wasn't really happy with her maybe post-college life. Very lonely. And I'm, at, I'm in an apartment all day, every day, no interaction with people. And so I just remember her calling me one day and mom. she's in her garage in her car and she called me and just very upset and crying. And she said, mom, 
God has forgotten me. I don't feel like God cares about me anymore. She said, everybody around me is getting what they want. Everybody has a boyfriend or they're getting married. Everyone's having babies or they're in the most successful part of their career. And what we say is uh, to compare is despair. And I'm in a job where I'm not satisfied. I feel so forgotten and lonely. And I remember listening to Maddie as she shared this, sat there for a little bit. And then I was like, okay, Maddie, I said, I need to tell you, God has not forgotten you. God is preparing you. You're in a preparation season. He's preparing you for what's coming down the road. You just can't see it yet. And I said, so what I need you to understand is you're going to write books one day. You're going to speak to young people and to women, and you're going to change lives for eternity. And I said, right now, you're every mom's this way. You're going to you're going to fly to the moon. You're going to invent, you know, very supportive you're in a preparation season. And that's why you're feeling isolated and alone because God's doing something in you that you don't even realize. I said, so I need you to get up, get out of your car, go into the house and start writing this book. And being a she's always listened to mom's advice, you know, so. Wow. She gets up, she goes inside and truly gets out her computer and just starts writing this book. So we're going to talk more about purity culture. That's what this is going to turn into. And about like the idea how uh, the mom doesn't think a young, young uh, girl should be alone with boys and the boundaries that she said. I'm not disagreeing with any of this, but it's interesting to hear from a mom's perspective. Like I said before, this is pretty close to how my mom would act uh, as well. Not knowing what was coming. I would say probably a month later, she gets a call from producers, ABC Bachelor, and she calls me and she's like, mom, you're not going to believe this, but I just got the weirdest call. She was like, somebody applied me to The Bachelor and they just called and want me to interview for their show. And she said, I would never do it. And so I was like, well, being her praying mom, you know, not something I would typically say. And I had honestly not even watched The Bachelor before then. But just, I'm, I'm sorry. My mom's the same. For everyone who thinks that I'm just like hating on religion, I'm not. It's just the purity aspect of things. But from the prayer aspect, yeah, it's the same thing you hear from every mom who believes in God. They say, let go and let God, you know? And I think the idea there is like, get out of your conscious brain and just see, you know, what situations present themselves. Just in my spirit, felt led to say, say to her, we don't close the door until God does. And so we will pray about this until we hear from God. When he decides to close this door, we will walk away. And not knowing much about the show at the time when I said that. And anyway, but that's what we did. We just started praying. And we were like, God, as long as you open doors, we'll walk through, close the door when you're ready to close it. So she got on the show. She did make it to the end. And she had an opportunity to share her faith and her purity with 10 million people who may never go into a church. And this is where, this is where, and again, this is just her mom telling the story, but this is where it begins to go in the direction of projecting. We saw this on the season where like Maddie's dad kind of projected purity onto her. It doesn't mean she doesn't feel that way. It's just like hammered in the idea that you go on the show for purity. And she's not wrong. I mean, 8.5 million people watched the finale of Pilot Pete season. It was an absolutely wild ratings bonanza. And of course, so wild. We're still talking about it today. And to us, that was God's way of saying there was a purpose in this that everybody may not understand, but I did a work and I will continue to do a work through it. 
So she came off the show. She got a lot of things. So she went on the show for exposure. I mean, most people do in one way or another. She went on the show to to preach and, and get exposure for that. And now she gets to do that. So mission accomplished. For me, I just don't like talking about God like he's some entity that's far removed. Pray to God. Let him make the decision. No, it's, all for, it's all in us. We're all a part of the divine. And I guess that's where I disagree. He wouldn't want it this way. No, we're all we're all sharing in this love. It's thrown at her right. a lot of good. I would say hundreds of thousands of comments that were sent to her and Chad and me and, you know, just how proud they were. And then she got a lot of really negative people that didn't think she should go on the show. People didn't think she should not have gone into fantasy suites, just a lot of opinions. But one, one, one uh, message stood out to me above all others. Uh, it was a girl that sent a message to Maddie and she said, Hey Maddie, I needed to tell you, I've never been to church. I'm not a Christian. But I watched you on The Bachelor, and I've recently decided to give my life to Christ. Mm. And I think that that was power. That's all it took. You never—that's that was an easy flip. Powerful enough to us to say, even if it was just one, which it wasn't. We've heard right. stories of of how people have returned to church or returned to purity. You know, just from hearing her on the show, and so. It just felt like God was in it, even though it didn't make sense. Right, right. Well, I have not, I've watched, you know, snippets here and there, but I realize it is a big deal. I mean, people have watch parties. The young people love it. It's <laughs> yeah. a big deal. I know that it can get very difficult between the girls. And was she, did she, because of her convictions, did she endure, did, did she get difficulty and persecution because of her stance and her outspoken Christianity, her, you know, her faith? You mean with the girls on the show or people since she came off? No, the girls. So let's just listen to that one more time. So this is this is where we begin to hear about the idea of like the persecution of, of Christians. Just like, do people hate her because she believes in God? Of her stance because of her convictions did she endure did, did she get difficulty and persecution because of her stance now is there a persecution complex amongst some christians i think everyone's out to get them i believe so i believe most people want you to be able to do what you want with your time do what you want with your body and all that but i think the issue a lot of people have is that when a lot of Christian ideology makes its way into government. You know, of course, we're supposed to believe in the separation of church and state. When a lot of Christian ideology makes its way into purity culture, telling other people what to do with their bodies, I think that's where people start to go, there's no there's no persecution of what you're doing. Just stay out of my lane. You know, that's how I feel it really is. And her outspoken Christianity, her, you know, her faith. You mean with the girls on the show or people since she came off? No, the girls or anyone on the show. I mean, because she was obviously in an environment that is not, would not be considered necessarily a Christian environment. Right, right, right. So to be in that, to be sort of a lone sheep in that situation, did she have to pay a price for that? That's a really good question. And I'm sure a lot of people wonder that. She, I cannot think of one girl on the show that had any problems with Maddie. Yeah, nobody cared what Maddie was going to do with her body and her choices. Nobody whatsoever. Um, I do appreciate 
um, Jamie's question here. Was she persecuted as a lone? No. Nobody cares what other people want to do. It's when you have a bullhorn in other people's face. That's when it's like, okay, stop preaching. It's the people that are preaching to an audience that don't want to hear it. It's one thing if you preach to your congregation, whatever. It's the it's the knocking on doors. And I'm not saying they're doing this, but that's when people go, will you shut up? And they go, oh, I'm persecuted. No, you're not. No, you're not. It was the biggest blessing. And even to this day, I mean, Mary, Madison just got married in October. And I would say at least half of the girls from the show were at her wedding. Wow. That's and very nice. So she goes to, you know, say, you know, there's no persecution whatsoever. So we can knock that off. Now, will there be people online that are mean? Yeah, we, we all were battling this. You know, we need to come up with a, a way to make it so that anonymous people can't just get into your DMs. It's rude because it doesn't exist in real life for the most part. Being ready to, to pack for her to go. I think I just got here. Okay, so this is a cute moment here where Maddie's mom talks about what she did to help Maddie uh, get ready for her season of The Bachelor. I was definitely going on the show. We were getting ready to, to pack for her to go. I think I just got hit by the realization that she's about to be gone and I'll have no communication with her. And Maddie and I talk every day. We have a very close relationship. And so I that, that was going to be very hard for me as a mom. And obviously we didn't know, would she be there one day? Would she be there? Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, two months, you know, 10 weeks, whatever. And so I had this idea just to start writing letters and didn't really know what it looked like. It's just every day I would sit down and start writing these letters and whatever I felt led for that day to write is what I would put in there. And so kept writing, kept writing. And I got to letter number 41 and something said, stop. And I thought that's strange. Why 41? That's a weird number to start. You ran out of ink. And I uh, sealed up the letters. And then the day we took her to the airport, I handed her this stack of letters. And I said, baby, I won't be able to talk to you while you're there, but this is my way of talking to you. And I said, obviously, I don't know how long you're there, but you have a letter for as many days as I felt led to write. Mm. And so she takes this stack of letters. We dropped her off at the airport on September the 16th. She came home back to Auburn for hometowns October the 26th, exactly 41 days later. So from the day we dropped off to the day we would see her again, she had a letter for every day. There's no way I could have known that. I didn't know she would even make it. Uh, I like these stories. All right. No hate here. No bashing God. No persecute. I like a story like that where you find meeting in an otherwise place where there might not be any. I'm a big numbers guy. Absolutely. I in my, I rail against purity culture. Not against this. That's the first day. Why do you hate Christianity, Dave? Why are you persecuting us? I don't know why I made it German. That's persecuting me. And I remember her coming home and saying, Mom, there were days I wanted to walk away and leave the show. Can you imagine? She was like, there's days I wanted to walk away because I realized The Bachelor was pilot Peter Weber and I met his mom. <laughs> you know, uh, I thought it was going to be Peter Krause. Nope, that's what you got. You paid for it and you got it. Uh, all right. Well, hey, interesting episode. Uh, you know, lots of random things going on here. That's what this is. This is a variety show of random Bachelor content that, that let me tell you something. There is no need to listen to each one of these podcasts. And I always say support the creators and you really should. But if you would rather have bite-sized content, I'm here for you. So get a bite out of this. Don't forget to follow, subscribe, like, share with your community, share with your Facebook group, wherever it is, your uh, crochet club. I don't care. Your Bible study. Just share the dang thing and help us continue to grow. We will see you bright and early Monday afternoon. All right. I've been Dave Neal. This was Bachelor Rush Hour. (laughs) 